This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, I get it. Each side has points that they feel really strongly about. And they're both really prideful sides that, that are going at it at the negotiating table. But everybody's got to take a step back and go, this thing needs to get done, needs to get done now. So I, I can't imagine losing many games in April, let alone, you know, flushing April and, and starting games in May. I, I just, both sides are too smart for that. I, I have to believe. That is Joe Buck on KMOX and Odyssey Station, sister station of us here at 670 The Score. This is Score Overnights. We are taking you up until 5 o'clock when Mully and Haw will get going. I mentioned the guest list already. Casey Johnson, Michael Giannitti from Spot Track, Jim Deshays, Nick Costos. they got a packed show coming up this morning here on 670 The Score. We go back out to the guest hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. We visit with Mark Appel, a former number one overall pick in Major League Baseball. And as we are talking about uh, the CBA negotiations, there's uh, another story that's happening, which really isn't CBA related, but it's about the minor leaguers and what they are going through and how little they are actually paid and how difficult it actually is probably unnecessarily difficult for them to figure out how to live and also play baseball. And Mark joins us now on the score. Mark, uh, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. How you doing? I'm doing well, Chris. Glad to, glad to be here. Yeah, it's, it's good to have you. And you know, you're a name that, that anybody who follows baseball and has for a while knows. I mean, everybody knows Mark Appel and, and, and knows about your story getting, getting drafted uh, number one overall by the Astros. In fact, you went through the draft a couple of different times. So <laughs> b- because we're talking about what it's like for the younger players and and the minor leaguers in particular, it, it's, I think, a good idea to get you on to talk about this because I know you have thoughts about it. So the first thing is, I, I know you had the signing bonus, which a lot of guys don't get. But mm-hmm. what is it? what is life like for a minor league, a typical minor league player? Oh man, it's, uh, I think it depends on, you know, your personal financial situation, but, but typically guys are, um, going back and forth between wherever they're living and the field. Um, the amenities that we have at the field are, I think the most important thing that, um, makes 
makes or breaks our lifestyle. You know, is there, is there a place to, you know, even just like sit and relax and play cards? Is there, um, you know, what's the food situation like? Um, how are the, the batting cages and the mounds and, you know, what's the weight room? I've, you know, been, been at places where the weight room is literally a janitor's closet with a, you know, a, a, a trap bar and, and a couple dumbbells and we just make it work. And so, um, and then I've obviously been at, at some facilities that have really, really high class, um, amenities and facilities. So it, it, it really is, uh, a, a really wide varying experience depending on what level you're at your personal financial situation and, um, you know, what organization you're part of. You had a Twitter thread um, a couple of days ago, I guess actually yesterday, and and I'm assuming it was in response to the story that came out earlier in the week that Major League Baseball wants to, you know, the, their their idea to not pay players. And I, I think a lot of us who pay attention to this sport feel like, well, if anything, they should be taken care of better, not paid less. So when you right. saw that, what was your uh, initial reaction? You know, I, I try to, I try to see, you know, all the sides of, you know, the, the argument or the discussion, um, as best as I can, I, I obviously not all knowing, and I don't have all the, uh, information, but, you know, I, I try to be pretty fair. You know, I understand where, you know, owners are coming from. It's like, you're trying to run a profitable business, um, you know, from a cash flow perspective and, and seems like that can be sometimes be difficult based on, you know, all the things that everyone is telling, you know, is telling you to spend money on. You have your development staff that says we need better equipment. You have your coaching that says we need better, you know, resources for this. You have scouting. You have all these things that go into running a major league, you know, organization. And, and then you have your salaries. And so, um, yeah, I, I mean, if you're if you're an owner, you probably want to get away with, you know, spending as little as you can and, and get by. Um, and, and I think, I think, uh, the, the, the whole idea that players just love the game and it's a dream to be a big leaguer. Um, you know, I think there can be times where owners can leverage that, uh, knowing that man, people like players will play for peanuts, um, just, just to have the opportunity. Uh, and, and I, you know, I see it and I'm like, man, I think the, the, the approach that I would take is trying to talk to owners be like, actually, it's a competitive advantage to pay your players better, to make sure they have the things that they need. Uh, I don't really hear too many people complain in the minor leagues, um, you know, from a sense of like, Oh my gosh, I can't keep doing this. But you see the, the Twitter threads that go viral or the post of the food that comes in like a, a foam box and it's like a slice of bread and a piece of cheese and, you know, like an apple or something like that. And like, Oh, that's your pregame meal. Like, good luck, you know, trying to compete at, at the highest level with that. Um, you know, but the guys, they don't, they don't, you know, usually don't make a fit. Um, I think people are just more willing to kind of speak out about the conditions that they, you know, they go through. Um, and some people are really sympathetic and some people are just like shut up and deal with it. Like that's the way it is. So visiting with Mark Appel on the score here and that's the common argument and and I hear that all the time whether it's major league players with what you know they are going through the battles they go through or the minor leaguers or really any job 
you hear people say, well, nobody's forcing you to do it. Go do something else. Mm-hmm. When, when you hear that, and I'm sure you've heard that, when you do hear that, what do you think? I, I think that, well, usually what I say is a lot of people do do other things. <laughs> so like my, my, whole, my whole argument is that the best situation for baseball is having the, the largest amount of talent in the system, um, creating a wider net of, of a talent pool uh, that you can go out and say, you know what, you are good enough to be on a professional organization. Therefore, like we're going to help you actually further succeed and realize that dream. I think it's a huge competitive advantage that a lot of teams are not taking advantage of. And I think the teams that have, you know, increased their budgets for their minor league, you know, um, resources, however you want to define that, but food and housing and things like that. Um, you, I think they're having the most success in the minor leagues. And I think that that's translating to big league success. All the, all the teams that I hear are, you know, do a good job in the minor leagues are the teams that are, you know, constantly in the playoffs. Um, and so, but I, I obviously haven't, I don't know every organization's situation, you know, specifically. So you really you had a, a very thoughtful Twitter thread, as I mentioned a moment ago, kind kind of laying out what you think would really help. What is the best way to summarize it? What what would be a really good environment for players that that major league teams could afford to do and would actually help everybody? Um, I think the best way to summarize my thoughts are are to uh, it's a competitive advantage for big league teams to remove the stress stressors that many minor leaguers face. Um, and the, the three main stressors are housing, food, and what to do in the off season. Um, now I, I put out solutions that I thought might get the job done. I don't think that they're probably the most realistic. Some of them might be, some of them might not. Um, but I, I, I always want to, be someone who you know tries to identify the problems and then provide some sort of solution, if not to get the ball rolling, so that we can start having a conversation about it. Um, you know, I, I don't ever want to just sit and complain, and and I have, I honestly have nothing to complain about. You know, everyone knows my story. I signed for a lot of money, so like I haven't had to stress in the same way. But there's still times where I do. I'm like I'm I'm a guy who has the money, but I still have to go find either a hotel or I have to find a lease. And what happens if I get traded or called up or sent down? Well, I have to get out of that lease. I have to figure out, you know, there's so many logistical things that go into the minor league season um, and being a minor league baseball player away from the field that, that it, it can actually be a, you know, an obstacle to performance for some of these guys. Um you know, a lot of guys are sending money back home and they aren't even making that much. Um, you know, there are some that take it, you know, take advantage and, and go out and, and do whatever, you know, they want to do, go out and party or, or whatever it may be. But I think the, the guys that have the desire to get better, um, you know, the, the finances shouldn't be a limiting factor once, you, especially once you're in professional baseball, you know, affiliated baseball. It's it's funny you say that because just today uh, I saw a a former Phillies Braves Sox pitcher he, he pitched in the eighties and and in nineties and he he said you know this is it's supposed to be boot camp 
You know, the minor league baseball is supposed to be boot camp, but it's a, it's about eliminating people. And my thought process here was just because it was hard for you doesn't mean it should be impossible for the future generations. Do you, or do you think you get a, a lot of pushback from guys who have already been through it? Or do you think they're kind of on your side with this? I think for the most part, most players are on my side um, on, on this. And, and again, I'm not taking a hardline stance. Um, I'm not taking any demands. I, I'm, I'm really trying to frame the issue from, from the team perspective of what's a competitive advantage. You know, how, if, if the goal is to, you know, make money and you make money through winning championships, um, you know, or increase the value of your team through winning championships, then there's a direct correlation between performance on the field and the, you know, the money you're able to put in your pockets and any organization um, in business that understands that, you know, what, like what, what are your key performance indicators and how do you, how do you grow those for me? Like minor league baseball players um, are going to be the future of your organization. If you're good at scouting and you're good at developing, it's the lowest cost to an organization to build that, but it takes a lot of work. So organizations will either go out and buy free agents or they'll focus on the draft to gain that competitive advantage. Um, and so why not also focus on developing your players in a less stressful environment? Um, and if it's, you know, about being a, like in a boot camp and eliminating players, like I just don't think that's good for baseball because now you have incredibly talented players that, you know, would make the game better but are being forced out because, you know, they are literally trying to, you know, eat a healthy meal and they can't even afford it. Um, and, and I, it, it, there's a lot of opinions about that and I know it's opinionated, but I just, I think it's worthwhile in having the conversation and starting, starting the dialogue. Talking with Mark Appel on the score and, and that's, that's a really interesting idea. And you said it earlier too, about basically that there should just be a greater talent pool to choose from and you shouldn't be limiting your talent pool because of things like this. If you had to guess, and I know this may be impossible to put a real number on it, like how many guys do you think come through the minor leagues that would have a legitimate shot? And I mean like a real true shot of being impactful major leaguers that have to quit because it just costs too much. Um. There's, you know, I, I, I couldn't put a, a number or a, per, a percentage on it. Um, but I know that there are guys that, that have legitimate talent and they have the consistency. Um, yet, you know, maybe there's a, a roadblock for whatever position that's in the big leagues um, that doesn't give them an opportunity. So they're like battling in the minors they're good enough to be in the big leagues, but there's an all-star at their position in the big leagues. Well, the, the, the teams like know how good this player is, right? So they intentionally keep them on their roster because that's valuable in case someone gets hurt. And, uh, and, and so the player really has no options, you know, and seven years is a long time to play, especially if you're coming out of, out of college, you know, you say you're 21, 22 years old when you sign, you're, you could potentially be playing in the minors, making 
you know, less than $20,000 a year for seven years. Um, you know, it's like, I've kind of been in that situation. Fortunately, I had my, my signing bonus, but you know, I was telling someone, it's like, I've probably made in my six plus years of professional baseball after I signed, like maybe a hundred thousand dollars, like total. And, you know, but that, that's the reality of a lot of people that like, don't even have the signing bonus. So like they're, they're trying to live for six, seven years with a hundred thousand dollars of salary. They're paying taxes. They have incredibly unique lifestyles during the season where it doesn't, it really doesn't make sense to be able to sign like a short-term lease. Um, you know, but people do it because it saves them money. They try to find some landlord who's going to give them a five or six month lease during the season and then it's just like a rotating door as guys come up and go down. I mean, each each minor league affiliate probably sees 50 or 60 players come through their doors every every single season. I mean, it, it's a revolving door of, of personnel um, from the big leagues all the way down to the low-level low minors. Um, so it, the, the lifestyle is just super unique. And it makes it more expensive because, because of how unique it is. And I just don't think it's a good thing for players to like give up on their dream because they have a priority system where like they have their families. And for a lot of guys, sometimes baseball comes above their family and their relationships suffer because of that. For other guys, family comes first. So they're going to, if given the choice between family and baseball, they're choosing family. And I don't think that's good if, especially if that person is, you know, has the talent and ability to be like an impactful major league player. No, I, I, I agree with you. And I, I feel like it should be seen players should be seen as an, a, an investment for big league teams. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, and that was my response to the pitcher who, who said the thing earlier about, you know, it's, it's a boot camp and it's elimination. And my response was, well, the baseball is supposed to be the hard part. The hard part is not. Yeah. Not supposed to be, how do I pay rent and how do I eat? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it's like if you – if I, I'm a firm believer in this. If you treat and, like, your personnel with respect, then you have a right to demand respect in return. And, you know, insert whatever. If you, if, if you are giving, you know, the player um, everything that they need to be successful – then there is no excuse for these players not to be successful. And so if anything, it, it will help eliminate which players belong and which players don't, but it'll be in a really true uh, evaluation. You know, the fact that, you know, top round picks and high, high signing bonus guys are given uh, more opportunity only because of a financial situation um, because we don't have to stress about where we're going to sleep or we don't have to stress about saving five or $10, you know, over the course of a day on meals, we can get the guac, we can get the higher and, you know, higher quality ingredients in our meals, things like that. Um, it's like, if you really want to see who the best players are, like make a, make a, a, a system in which the, the evaluation process is purely based on performance on the field. Not, not all the other off-field stuff that players have to go through. And I'm not saying you can eliminate all of it, you know. Um, but there, I think there is a, a, a standard 
that would make sense. If I was a big league team, I would want to evaluate my players based on the same standard, you know, um, and, and let the players performance speak for themselves. But you see a lot of players go through, you know, baseball is a hard sport as it is. They're going through mental, mental struggles, uh, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, addictions, things like that. Um, and those, those can be really tough places. So I think it's a really, uh, my solutions are not the solutions. Um, and, and there's way more nuance and there's way more that probably should go into it. But I think if we can start moving towards, um, a better direction, uh, for healthier players, for better evaluation on the field, um, I think big league teams are going to be better off for it. Um, even if it costs them a little bit more money, I think the return on that investment is going to be, is going to be huge, honestly. Mark, what, what are your thoughts? I know you're paying attention about uh, all, paying attention to the CBA negotiations. What are your thoughts on them? Yeah, I, you know, I'm not in, in the, uh, I'm not in the room. I'm not in, in any of the text messages. So what I see and what I hear is really what everyone else sees and hears too. So it's hard for me to speak directly to some of the key issues. Um, but my, my whole thought is, uh, is kind of outside the box as opposed to like specifically what key issues should, you know, the league or the players be focusing on. It should be about increasing the size of the pie. You know Um, I think MLB has a product that people really care about. They have a fan base that is, you know, ecstatic, but right now very frustrated because we don't have baseball. Um, I think in a digital world that we live in today, Um, You see the NFL, you see the NBA and other leagues providing incredible digital experiences for their fans that MLB is, you know, eons behind, it feels like, you know, um, the NFL has hard knocks and all or nothing documentaries that, uh, you know, give fans a behind the scenes look as to their favorite players or their favorite teams. MLB hasn't done anything like that, you know. Fans, I mean, these players are like responsible for marketing themselves and some players don't feel comfortable. Like it's just not their personality to do that. And so, you know, I think MLB has an incredible opportunity to help players market themselves with digital experiences, with documentaries, with giving fans more access. Um, but I don't think the league wants to do it. We have a, we have a league that seems very focused on actually shutting down the distribution of game tape and clips and things like that, as opposed to promoting the distribution of it, letting anyone take a clip of a highlight and share it. And, um, and, you know, I think, I think baseball's worse off for that. We have an opportunity to increase revenues as a whole through a whole nother, you know, arm um, of, of the league and, you know, it feels like we're just focusing on on pinching pennies, you know? Yeah, it, it, it is madness. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's still like this. I, I don't know why you would think that with the prevalence of, of social media and, and how everybody is using it, that they would be more open to it and do a better job. But they're they're still not. Before before we let you go, though, I want to know how how are you doing? How is and I, I know you're in the Phillies organization right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still playing ball. So how are things going for you and how are you feeling? I'm, I'm doing well. You know, uh, I, I've been working hard this offseason. 
Um, I'm excited for, you know, whenever <laughs> spring training will be and when we can show up and, and get to work. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, 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 I've kind of come to over the past few years, obviously, um, just been able to like come down from the place of, you know, I guess Mark Appel's career 1.0, whereas a top pick and then I've struggled mightily and be able to like kind of understand who I am and, and what I have today. Um, I'm not the same guy that I was in college. I've had a, a few surgeries. Um, you know, there, there are things that, uh, that are just different. So I'm trying to, in some ways work on, on new pitches. I'm working on just different ways to, that I think will translate into the game to get guys out. Um, but I'm excited for this season. I feel, I feel healthy, which is, you know, <laughs> given my past has been a, a huge plus um, to be able to go in and, and get quality work in every day. So I, I feel really thankful um, and, you know, definitely have hopes to, to make it to the big leagues this year. Um, that's, that's the goal. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I know we all do here in Chicago as well. And you have to promise that, that when you do make it to the big <laughs> leagues, you'll still talk to us. You won't pretend like we, <laughs> we won't pretend like we don't exist. Well, oh, you, you, lose our phone numbers. I would never numbers. do that. Okay. <laughs> I would never do that. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I enjoy, you know, talking with, with the media and with fans alike. And, um, I think, I think, just being able to like share stories and, and get ideas out there of how to make the game better um, can only help everyone. So I appreciate you doing that. No, I appreciate you. Thanks for being on Mark. All right. Thanks, Chris. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.